I'd like to read you a passage this evening that, for me, captures the, the inner conflict of the human nature better than anything I have ever read. From Galatians chapter 5. So I say, live by the Spirit, and you will not gratify the desires of the sinful nature. For the sinful nature desires what is contrary to the Spirit, and the Spirit what is contrary to the sinful nature. They are in conflict with each other, so that you do not do what you want. But if you are led by the Spirit, you are not under the law. The acts of the sinful nature are obvious. Sexual immorality, impurity, and debauchery, idolatry, and witchcraft, hatred, discord, jealousy, Fits of rage, selfish ambition, dissensions, factions, and envy, drunkenness, orgies, and the like. I warn you, as I did before, that those who live like this will not inherit the kingdom of God. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against such things there is no law. Those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the sinful nature with its passions and desires. Since we live by the Spirit, let us keep in step with the Spirit. It's two lists. Two lists that describe each of us. Two lists that seem so contradictory, and yet two lists that are reflective of each of us here in conflict and tension and war with each other. The first list, Paul writes, are Obvious, obvious acts of what the sinful nature is like. Did you hear the list? Did you resonate with the list? What does he say? Things like this. Things like sexual immorality. Impurity, things like debauchery, things like idolatry and witchcraft, hatred, or if too strong, a discord, or maybe just the pluck of the string of jealousy, fits of rage, or selfish ambition, dissensions, factions, and envy, drunkenness, or orgies, or the like, do you in any way resonate with the first list. Paul calls this first list things that are obvious because no fool needs to be told what's right and what's wrong. 
Christians, I find so often, God, tell me what to do. We want commands, orders, clear and certain direction. With God in heaven going, you know what to do. It's written on this. It's written in here. No fool needs to be told what is right or what is wrong. We know. And all therefore stand accountable to God. Two lists. And against the first is this. Those awakened, those enlivened, those reborn, those regenerated by his Spirit. And from him flows things like this, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness. Gentleness, self-control. I love what Paul writes. When you're in the Spirit, these things, they bubble up. They are as natural as a tree bearing fruit. And those who are in Spirit don't need a command, don't need a law. Because the Spirit produces in them the essence of what God desires. Can I ask you this evening, do you resonate with that list? It's a funny thing, this thing called the human condition. Really, it's very little more than the collision of these two natures, these two lists battling and fighting and pulling against the fiber of who we are. For those who are in the Spirit, the first list should be a thing of the past. But can I ask you, does it sometimes just feel like the first list more closely describes you? Is the first list more resonant of your inclinations, your desires? The things that come out of you, even when you least expect it. Not so much the premeditated acts, but just what seeps from your pores. What comes from your mind, what comes up from within like a bile that can't be kept down. Paul writes that those of us in Christ have crucified that sinful nature. But I don't know about you. I find that my crucified sinful nature has a funny way of resurrecting itself again and again and again. We gather tonight 
because of that first list. The wages of sin is death, the Bible says. And each of us, each of us here, will die because of that first list. Today is Ash Wednesday. It's called Ash Wednesday because of this. Because you are ash. Dust. From dust you were taken into dust you will return for the wages of sin is death. And we gather tonight to remember the grave consequence of our first list. We gather tonight More importantly, because Jesus died for our first list. Not for a list of his own making, not for a list of his own falling. No, we gather here tonight because Jesus died for your first list. For every act, for every attitude, for every action Paul describes and more, Jesus died our death for us. And so the question of tonight that begins this 40-day period of reflection, of contemplation, of fasting, of repentance, of getting back to the starkness of it all with just us and God and the condition that is there. The question of tonight that heads into this period is this. Will you do anything, whatever it takes, to crucify your first list? These 40 days, Jesus invites us into nothing less than that. Trading the first list for the second, the sinful nature for the spirit, death for life. May God guide you, convict you, and fill you with his spirit in that path. Amen. Tonight we commune. We gather to this this table that commemorates, that is meant to bring to the forefront of our mind that Jesus died for our list. And more than for our list, but on our behalf. And as you take this bread and you take this wine, may his spirit come to you, fill you, enliven you, 
regenerate you and produce in you second list kinds of things. Trade your sin. Trade your first list at this table today for his spirit that abounds.